Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined as always by Trace Finicaro and the Sinister Mistress Fister. That is a one Gunner Kennedy, aka Fart Goblin 69. Gentlemen, I thought it was a good name. It's a, it's a great name, Gunner. You know, you know when I edit the episode, Gunner, Wade's is conveniently named Wade.wave. Mine's conveniently named Trace.wave. And then yours is the file that's named FartGoblin69.wave. On this episode, anyway. That's true. All right. I, okay. Note taken. I will. I will. I will do my best not to. I'm just going to stop giving you credits in the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to put down whatever <laughs> alias you use. Search for him. It's a game. Yeah. It's a fun game. It's a trivia. Which episode did Fart Goblin 69 feature on? Hashtag Speaking... Fart, hashtag Goblin, hashtag 69. Is that like, well, what would have been great, Gunner, if you had added another... Uh, Fart Goblin 69 to two. No, Fart Goblin, like G-O-B-B-L-I-N, like your Goblin farts. Okay. How's Goblin normally spelled? Uh, how is it now? G-O-B-L-I-N, but isn't like Goblin, like a, like, a, like your Goblin down stuff, like almost like, isn't yeah. that like B-B-L-I-N? Something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, you're right. <laughs> Thank you for your validation. Yeah, gobble, G-O-B-B-L-E is a verb, which means to eat something hurried and noisily. Which would be, if you're gobbling farts, then you're definitely, uh, I don't know if you're doing it in a hurry, hurry, if you're doing it in a hurry, but you're definitely doing, there's some noise going on there. What if your primary purpose is to eat goblins? You're gobbling goblins. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a trap house lyric somewhere. I I don't know. I know it. You got to eat sixty nine of them. Ooh, goblin sixty nine goblins. Yes, it's like a weird shitty indie band like that. Like does like synth, and it's like no. It, you know what it is? It's like a fucked up like twenty one. Pilots cover band, but like they 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 do it. It's still a duo, but it's like an old style um, drum and a minstrel, like mi- like mi- with a medieval sound. That's a strange combbination. I'm yes, digging I'm digging it though. I'm digging it. I figured, Gunner, you might enjoy that one. <laughs> God, was it? Was it? Um, Faye not a minstrel. I'm sorry, a minstrel is a person that plays. It would be a lute, not, no, not no, a minstrel. No. I'm, I'm thinking that we could start a new genre of music, Fay Wave. Fay Wave? Fay Wave. Yeah. You know, Why not? It's, 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 it's an excuse to wear giant bloomy pants and go around and talk like you're uh, a member of Oberon's court and uh, a Midsummer's Night Tale. <clears throat> Wonderful. I'm glad, we, we, I'm glad we, we were innovative and we created something today. Well, thanks for everybody for listening. We'll uh, right, we'll see uh, you later. Peace out. <laughs> so, um, let's uh, start off with with an update to last week. We had uh, Trace. You were talking about Abutu uh, making some essentially architectural changes, uh, but you've got an update to that. 
Yeah, so um, so last week we talked about the future of gaming on Linux, which I realize is a small percentage of a of, of an already uh, percentage. Um, and they had announced that they were dropping 32-bit support. Well, there's just a small update on that. Um, <laughs> they're, they're selling this as a clarification, but the rest of the community is seeing this as them kind of backpedaling. Uh... Um, they said that they will not be dropping, they will not be completely dropping 32-bit support anymore. <laughs> um, apparently what happened was when Steam said, we're going to, we're going to no longer support Ubuntu, uh, moving forward because too many of our games require in these 30, require these 32-bit libraries. Ubuntu went back and they said, oh, well, what we meant was we will no longer be updating the 32-bit libraries for our operating system. So they're saying that the libraries won't be actively maintained, which is a crock of shit, because if you're going to patch a flaw, <laughs> you're going to patch a flaw. You're not going to not take a patch because j just because it's 32-bit and, and you felt like it, right? I mean, if they get their, for example, if they get their code from Debian and Debian patches it, they're going to take the Debian patch. So for them to say that it's, you know, that it's no longer supported, I'm not really sure exactly um what they mean except for them trying to backpedal and say well that's what we meant um but the good thing is is that uh, a few days later steam came back and said well we'll support ubuntu after all so that's all been that's all been smoothed over so that means you could fast forward if you listen to last week's episode you could fast forward over the first 30 minutes because uh none of it's true although it does have some good information in there about um about what the future of video games and music production would look like if 32-bit was dropped that's uh that's good then i mean it's good that they backtracked and they yeah didn't completely fuck the community <laughs> at least somebody gives a shit about uh about their consumers yeah about all of their consumers yeah i mean why would you throw away such a large percentage of the small percentage that you take up in a market right right absolutely um well that's good news then i mean that's uh that's good i think i just peaked there so i gotta be careful there with that those high-pitched fucking Go through puberty again, oh, I guess. Oh, come on. Yo, PC game is doomed. Who are we kidding? <clears throat> you know what's, like, really funny? Uh, and this is kind of off topic, but I'm interested. I can talk about that. I feel like the narrative maybe 10 years ago was, like, cons or maybe even, maybe even sooner, like, eight or seven years ago. It's, like, console gaming is doomed. Like, they can't keep up this, you know, they can't keep up with the PC. They can't... Um, you know, they can't just keep pumping out like, you know, console because the consoles, because the companies don't make enough money off it. The the margins aren't great, but it's just interesting now at how like the tables have kind of turned and that like now, you know, Gunner, I don't think you're wrong. It's not, I don't think PC gaming is like doomed, like completely doomed, no, but well, no, because NVIDIA and AMD are going to have ruined it. I mean, it's to get, to get a decent video card at this point to play PC games at the same performance level is that you're spending that much money for a fucking console anyways. And I mean, I like, I don't, I, they're, you know, like their thing is that, um, I mean, AMD has basically taken the position. Nobody will buy, you know, nobody will buy their video cards. Not, not in any meaningful number. I mean, they had the crypto mining stuff, but I mean, they sell stuff. They they sell stuff to all the console makers, and they're doing the data center stuff. But 
video cards at this point are just a way that they can get somebody to pay to verify that their manufacturing process is an absolute dog duty and we're second fiddle and nvidia is just going to price everything out of fucking practicality anyways so what i think's interesting is we finally entered the realm of truly usable external graphics cards for yep. computers now it's not the first time that it's been tried but we're at the point where what's the technology thunderbolt uh -huh. um intel's thunderbolt which can ride over usb-c right yes um intel's thunderbolt technology can transfer uh graphics through an external graphics card so Hypothetically, like you remember with the old Sega, you could clip in the 32X. Yeah, it was like an expansion. Yeah, you can. It's kind of like you could plug in a <laughs> graphics accelerator uh, to any computer, uh, to any device, really. Although right now it's marketed at computers. I mean, if you look at a Nintendo Switch, um, the bottom of it's USB-C. Now that doesn't mean it supports the Thunderbolt external video card, um, but the concept, the the tech is there. So it it will be interesting to see if these types of things start happening or if the, the other thing I, I've seen and Gunner probably knows more about this is the acceleration for an external graphics card is still like 30% the performance of, a, of it being inside the computer. Right, Gunner? Or am I, I are my figures off? It, it, de it depends on the kind of workload. I mean, that's variable, but yeah, there's like a 10 to 15% hit. I mean, like, 30, If it, it depends on the resolution, too, you know. But like general, generally the rule is is that if you're... The, the testing I saw that, like, if it was an external GPU versus uh, internally mounted one of the same power or whatever, you would see, like, a, 50, a, a 10 to 15% throttle rate on the maximum FPS. Right, which still isn't that bad. I mean, it depends on... The types of graphics that you're pushing. Um, <clears throat> speaking of video games, uh, Mario Maker 2 was released um, two days ago. How uh, did you have you have you guys purchased that? I know you guys have a Switch. Yeah, I decided to buy it on its release date. Um, I got the cartridge because I'm an idiot and <laughs> I like to pop games in and out of the Switch when there's absolutely no need to. Um, now, I don't have an SD card yet for my Switch, so we haven't been doing the digital downloads. Gotcha. But switching games sucks because it's not easy to pop the cartridge out while it's docked because you have to put so much, you have to put like pressure down on the top of the device. And my device is inside an entertainment center, so it's kind of a pain in the ass. But yeah, I bought the, um, I bought Mario Maker 2. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, we've been making levels, playing other people's levels. Um, and that's pretty cool. Um, I mean, it doesn't really seem... I, I didn't play the original, so I, I have no nothing to compare it to. Yeah, I wonder, like, when, like, they... Like, Mario Maker is an interesting concept, for sure, because it's like, you essentially... You make your own Mario stage, right? Like, it's yeah, it's completely customizable. You can do make it as difficult or as easy as you want, or as interesting as you want. I wonder with Mario 2, like, Mario Maker 2, <clears throat> what exactly, I wonder 
how do they further it? You know what I mean? Or do mm-hmm. they just kind of reskin the first Mario Maker? Well, Gutter, the, do you have any? Or the, Tracy, do you have any insight on it? Or the, the news mentions <clears throat> the online um, multiplayer, which is pretty cool. I don't know if they had that in the original one, but that was definitely part of the release, uh, the release notes. Um, and people are like, oh, it's laggy, and um, and they had feedback about it, but they all still said it was a lot of fun. Um, so you can play like you can essentially play like a map where there's I think it does up to four players at a time and you can race through this map with just complete r- random strangers but if if the map starts scrolling like it'll kill you <laughs> like really yeah with, with some of them it depends on the style of map but uh but it's it's pretty cool and you can like you can like if uh, like I'm Mario and you're Luigi like I can jump on your head and use you kind of to boost me up Okay. So it's 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 somewhat competitive, which is pretty neat. Um, some levels I never uh, anticipated. Uh, there's one. There's a a concept called Auto Mario. Okay, what's that? And the idea is is you just hit one button and it finishes the stage for you. Oh, really? Yeah. So like all of the crazy <laughs> stuff where you bounce off of like like the the flying guys and then you hit the bullet bills and then all of that stuff it just the physics of the game kind of pushes you through until you finish mm-hmm. um there's a whole bunch of those out there and those are pretty fun you just down you know you can just play them or if you if you decide to download them then um when you download them then you can go in and play with more people like like at your house it's one thing i didn't like about it is the multiplayer the multiplayer is limited to downloaded games so if you just want to play one that you found, you know, you, you want to like try it out, uh-huh. the people that are sitting around with you in your house can't play it with you unless you download it and then go to a separate area of the device to play the downloaded game. It, it, that part, I think they really should should refine. Okay, so it kind of like, so it's not couch co-op unless you download the level. Yeah. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah. And, and, and like, I just, I guess I just really don't understand, like... There's, I, I can't see any technical reason for that. Right. Yeah. No, I, <clears throat> I do wonder why. Yeah, I wonder if it's just too many inputs or if it's too much bandwidth that it would it would uh, mess with like the efficiency of of how the level was played. I don't. That's a good question. I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't know. And it might have something to do with the online. Like they don't want you to team. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But it's yeah. it's it's really annoying because you want to try it out multiplayer doesn't mean you want to keep it. So you end up having to go back and forth between between two different parts of the of the uh, the game in order to download them. But I, I also wonder how often people are are doing that. One thing for sure is uh, building your own levels is way easier with the touch screen. So when it's docked into your TV, yeah, you have this big screen you can build your levels on, but you have to, the only inputs that you have are the joystick and your buttons. Whereas if you undock it, you have the touch screen and you can drag like the squares to where you want them to be on the screen. So yeah. the, the touch screen capabilities makes building levels way easier. So that's something that we learned as well. Nice. Yeah, that's a... Uh... I've I've seen some uh, interesting. Have you did you see the uh, the Mario Battle Royale that that kind of I don't know it's, I don't know how long it's been out, but it went a little viral this past week. Uh, no, I don't think I don't think I've seen that. So it's essentially just it looks like it's just Mario One. It's like Super Mario Brothers. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there are <laughs> there's your instance, 
and then ev- there are 99 other players and they're all they all look exactly like you except they're all great they're, they're a little bit grayed or shaded yeah and you're just running level to see who survives the longest so you just keep running levels keep going 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 until you're the only one left to survive <laughs> the one i'm seeing the graphics look t- terrible well it's yeah it's, it's it's nintendo it's a nintendo it's it's the original super mario brothers oh wait now i'm seeing it no well the original one was it's like it's like they deliberately didn't steal the graphics oh maybe they maybe they didn't it looked I, the the small clips that I saw, it looked. Uh, it was from a streamer, so it looked. Uh, it looked similar. Um. But when it was brought back, they said, "Screw you! If you're going to take us down for DMCA, we're just going to make it with the correct graphics." Gotcha. Yeah, that looks sick. Yeah, <laughs> I thought it looked pretty interesting. Gunner, have you seen it or no? no it's, I have one, not. it's one thing I wish uh, Mario or uh, Nintendo would just be more accepting of like star wars at least is accepting of their fan uh content uh yes um nintendo is so protective yeah dude there's a new star wars game coming out that looks fucking ridiculous it's like last order of the jedi or something like that i watched like 43 minutes of gameplay which i typically i'm not typically interested like in watching gameplay it's usually not my thing like if i watch a streamer I'm watching the streamer because they're entertaining, not because I, I really care to watch their gameplay unless I'm contemplating getting a game. And then I want to see, okay, how does it play? You know what I mean? Like, does it look cool? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like a, a live review. But, dude, I literally sat and watched like 43 minutes of just single-player gameplay with zero commentary. And nice. I was like kind of enthralled the whole time. I was like, this looks really, really, really cool. Like, it looks like it's going to be a pretty fun game. Um, so I'm excited about that Star Wars game. Speaking of gaming, um, any other gaming news? Like now that we're, I mean, now that we're on the topic, like Gunner, do you have any upcoming games that look interesting to you? Um, I'm kind of curious about what looks like um, the eventual stealth launch of uh, the successor to World of Warcraft here. Uh, elaborate. So, um, you know, Activision's been having a bunch of, well, actually, Blizzard in general has just been having a bunch of problems, right? Yeah, well, yeah, they've not been, it's not been positive news in the limelight uh, well, recently. Uh, yeah, you know, and part of it, too, is that, like, they did this one last big content update, or, you know, expansion pack for World of Warcraft that was called Battle for Azeroth. And um, it basically was a recycling of pretty much everything that they had launched in the previous, like, um, oh, I freaking, anyway, so, the, like, the, the, the previous expansion, they just put new skins. The Warlords of whatever, something Warlords, Warlords. Of, Warlords of Draenor, yeah. Yeah. So, they've been, and it's, it's just weird, like, how fluid the concept of a patch has become. hmm Because... They're doing a new update uh, here shortly, and, you know, like, what you would think would be a patch would be like, oh, by the way, we're changing whole bunches of the story, we're tying this, because there's actually, it, it, it's, it's funny, because they're tying this directly to, um, how'd you put it, you know, you know, like, some businesses won't admit that they have competitors, 
Yeah, like they don't. Yes, it's almost like they sometimes. It's sometimes they they go they go the route of just pretending like they're the only one. Like they don't consider them like uh, like, like Russia. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Kind of. <laughs> like a good example. A really good example. Uh, back when I was doing project management, and this is maybe inside information, but it happened like twelve years ago, so it doesn't really matter. Um, so Kroger is this really big grocery store chain, and um, you know it's really big in the South and the Midwest, and uh, I think even out uh, out in the out in the West Coast. And um, you know they would always like tell like we're the largest grocery store in America, and we would always say correction. Walmart is the largest wa- wa- largest grocery store chain in America, and they would say, "Well, they sell other stuff, so we just don't consider them <laughs> in our in our like marketplace." But it's like it's a clear fucking competitor of yours. Just because they sell other stuff doesn't mean you, that you should just ignore them or not acknowledge them. That's so, funny. Yeah. <laughs> so Gunner, like that was kind of to make your point a little bit more, kind of like that. Yeah. It's like saying you're the fastest human, and then when somebody challenges you, saying, "I'm talking about eating hot dogs." <laughs> right. Yes. So I, I guess where this is going is that um, WoW has been kind of like a perpetual money engine for Activision, and they pissed it away. But they're, you know, like they won't say that they're launching a new game. Okay. Um, but you know, part of, part of this thing is that it's funny that like the net the, this big like this super big ridiculous patch update that they're doing is coming out the same time as this expand like literally the same day as this expansion pack for final fantasy 14 okay and final fantasy 14 is kind of infamous because square basically got to a point where they're like we realized we done fucked up we're going to destroy the entire we're, like they relaunched the game and when they relaunched the game i mean they literally like had an end of world event where like a fucking meteor comes and smashes into the game world on mass so everyone you had like you you had to completely start over did they come up with that concept or did fortnite do that no i mean like the, the, wow you know final fantasy did that a while ago okay so it did it like more than a couple years ago yes okay fair enough but it's just funny because um It's like they can't say that the game has failed and they have to launch a successor, but they're kind of like doing it through a back doorway because more and more stuff that defines the defines the game is getting patched out every time they do another big release. Yeah, and it's just it, it it's it gets maybe into this whole ephemeral nature of software. It's like you know we've we've uh, yeah. Is hopefully our squadcast uh, overlords are not listening to us. Or even Discord, you know, Discord or Twitter, like, people, like, things, software is so immaterial that, like, even basic stuff just kind of, like, can just disappear one day at the the whim of someone else. Um, You know, Ubuntu, hey, we're not going to do 32-bit support anymore. Fuck you guys. What do you mean? Oh, we didn't mean that. Yeah, like, my thing with WoW is, um, I, I don't. Like, it's failing. Its numbers are dropping. Like, it's the same fucking game. Like, you can only like there are people that are going to be hardcore that are really going to be into it and want to do it. Um, 
and want to play it. Like that's their thing. They love it. And I'm totally fine with that. But like as far as like when it when you look at like <clears throat> the, the the life cycle of a game, <clears throat> it's like it has to end at some point. You know what I mean? Like everything ends. Everything ends. And it's like this game. I mean, Jesus Wow has been out for. I mean, I don't even know how how long. It's got to be pushing 15, 20 years, right? Yep. No, I want to say it came out in like 2001 or something like that, or 2002 maybe. I, w- I was playing it back when I was in Mooresville, so it's like, yeah, yeah it's... 2004. Okay, 2004. So it is approaching 20 years and... 15. Uh, 15. And uh, thank you, Trace, for You're the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how long do, can you really expect a 15-year-old game and that's unheard of. Do you know what I mean? Like, to, well, to, well, I mean, fifteen to years to generate money. What's interesting to me about World of Warcraft is it's it's not just like it's not like Tekken, right? You don't just jump in, fight, and and it's your skill at your skill at fighting is what brings you back to that game. Um, and this update, I have some some coworkers that jumped back in the game because of this update. And these coworkers really have haven't been active in gaming for quite a while. So it sounds like, I mean, from what I understand, this update was supposed to make it seem like, hey, we're loyal to our to our to our fans. Um, I, if you look at like Counter Strike, Counter Strike is going strong, Wade, and that's over twenty years old. Yeah, or close I guess- to twenty. That's true, um, but they're not really innovating anymore. Like right. Valve is no longer like doing anything right. innovative with it. It's just like they're like, you guys still want to play it? Cool, right? It's there, well, exactly. So, you know, it's not like they're they're pumping resources into Counter Strike. That <clears throat> aside from maybe the esports side, which I would I would say they're probably pumping money into. And, and this but, is you know from a game because I've always I've always wanted to to make my own game, um, and I think about things like this and like. Uh, one of one of my favorite types of games are um, like the fairly easy to solve puzzle games, like not the ones that are so hard that you spend like a week and you can't get past one level, but the ones where if you if you you know uh, click around for long enough you can eventually figure out how to how to solve a puzzle. But like with a puzzle game, the content is so difficult to create. And once someone's played it, they don't ever want to go back, right? Right. Well, once you've solved the puzzles, yeah. Yeah, whereas like a fighting game, you could put in some basic rules and people will just keep playing it over and over and over again because the changing content is is the people that you're playing against. Right, and it's more – it's – competitive in this sense that you know who's the best right who who's gonna there's a winner a clear winner and a clear loser right now with world of warcraft now gunner you play that right um not in a long time but But, yeah i have yes yeah so like with that what's the continuing content in that game or is it the point where you you get to a certain level and you're done is what's the continuing content with that game does it need these regular updates in order to be interesting um, yeah, I mean, again, it's, you have stuff where you, you're looking to get new, so, I mean, there's a couple different play modes, there's player versus player in the arena, there's player versus environment, there's the, the raids and whatnot, there's getting new gear. There's, there's a lot of content for sure, and I've played, wow, like, a big MMO that I got into hardcore and frankly, because it was on console, and, and our friend Greg played with me as well, 
was Neverwinter, um, the D and D MMO, and it's just like I get it. Like there's like the sense of community, and you check in every day, and you go on raids and quests. Like I used to love the cat, the raids. Like you get like a squad of six of your buddies, and you go in, and you know it's kind of you against you know sometimes tens of thousands of enemies and you're running through it, you know, and then there's a final boss. It's very difficult, but you get all these rewards that drop at the end and you have like a guild and stuff. And you, you know, there's a social aspect to it. That's kind of unlike a lot of uh, your standard style games. Like there are like, there's a community to for every game I feel for every successful game. Mm-hmm. Um, but the social aspect of like, wow, it's like, you're playing with other people. I don't think a WoW would have caught on if it was like a single player type of thing. Um, I think this last update with WoW is this is the vanilla update, right? Where they upgraded all like the characters and you're starting from zero again, and they just updated all the graphics and stuff like that. Or they is that not what this update is? And it's, it's like the nostalgia update. Not this one. No. So there there was um, so they launched two things. So they have a they have original vanilla. Right. Which is wow. like the original Which, game with yep. updated graphics, correct? Yeah. Uh, I think Trace, I think I thought that was the one that kind of got some of the old players that hadn't played in a long time right. back into it to kind of like relive like the you know, when they were in their twenties or like, you know, right teenage years possibly. Um but as far as like like what no one what no one really talks about because it's almost embarrassing, is like I found with Neverwinter I mean, you have to grind and grind because yeah. there is an economy and there are resources. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you spend like four, six, sometimes eight hours just grinding and grinding. And it's right. like, like you kind of like you disconnect. And you're like, Jesus Christ, like, what the fuck was I just doing for eight hours? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like kind of having fun. But at the same time, it's like I'm kind of like a a drone doing the same thing over and over again. Right. You know? Right. Um, you know, speaking of um, um, games, something we didn't talk about last week uh, on the twentieth of this month. The I don't think we talked about it. The uh, the new Harry Potter game. Oh yeah, with um, is it Niantic? Yeah, that developed it. Yeah, and that, what I find funny about that game, it's called um, Wizards Unite. Wizards Unite, and um, since it's built since it's built by the same company that made Ingress and Pokemon Go. It's it's actually like from what I've been told I haven't played it um nor do I have any intentions on playing it. It's the same game and it's the same stops. Right? Because nice. oh, yeah. because Niantic skinning, right? Right, Niantic can't find like like alternatives to churches and post offices and stuff like that. Um they're going to use all of the locations that have been uh geographically um set up in the other games that they run. Um, from what I understand, Ingress is kind of like the godfather of this, uh, you know, where if you need to go and get items in the game, you have to actually walk around, which was the whole premise of Pokemon Go. But what I find hilarious is um, I talked to a girl that was playing it, and she's like, it's, she's like, it's the exact same game as Pokemon Go. <laughs> you just have, like, it. they just gave different names for the items that you're collecting. Yeah, different names, different skills, and like maybe, maybe they change a small mechanic. Like instead of like just pressing the up to throw the ball, you have to do some sort of like a symbol or whatever with your finger on the screen. Right. Yeah. That's uh. Well, 
that I I, I don't want to jump back, but like I don't. Gunner, did you finish? As far as like I I haven't heard about this new game that that Blizzard might be coming out with. That's like the successor to WoW. No, no. So it's not. So I I wouldn't even say like <laughs> it, it's it. What I'm saying is that so Final Fantasy did this thing where they basically ended the game. They gave you credit if you already owned the previous version, but you had to buy a new one, and they just relaunched the entire Final Fantasy XIV world, and a successor, you know, basically. So it's like, it's the same game, but it's not. What WoW appears to be doing is that, effectively, they're going to launch a new World of Warcraft piecemeal by patching out the old one. Like... They're getting rid of the, like yeah, because like the, the the core mechanic is is that there's you know like you have the faction you have the faction world so you have like the alliance and the horde and all that stuff but the when they when they originally built WoW it was like this whole idea that we were gonna eventually they were gonna rip the entire graphics engine out and just redo it and it's I don't know if it's quite that modular but it, it seems like they're giving it the college try and it's just interesting because like. You know, like, people will do major web app upgrades. Like, you know, Twitter does the whole, like, we rip out and replace our their UI on a regular basis or something like that. But a multi-million user game client seems like a way more complicated system to be effectively doing brain surgery while it's in motion. Yeah. Okay, I got you. So there's not an actual other game. They're just updating WoW, well, essentially. But, yeah, it's it's updating it to the point of, like, It's updating it to the point of like, by the way, we ripped out almost every single major feature that makes this wow, and it's, I mean, it has the same name staple to the front of it, but it doesn't have the same graphics engine, it doesn't have any of this, it, like, it has some of the, sa- the, the same game mechanics. Well, I mean, I, you, the, it, the it whole, has whole to structure. change, I guess. I guess it, it I don't know, that is uh, that is interesting, I thought it was a, <clears throat> a little bit different from that. Sorry, but. Well, no, no, no! You don't have to apologize. <laughs> I just, of course, Blizzard once again disappoints me. <laughs> I should not be shocked at this point. Well, because you know, and I'm still pissed that they didn't do the StarCraft game that Overwatch became. Well, Titan Project yeah. Titan, yeah. That that yeah that doesn't really make sense to me. You would think that a that would be you know you would try StarCraft Online or World of StarCraft. Like you think that would probably be successful. Depend. I mean, judging at how you know popular starcraft still is today like throughout the the world but i mean like games workshop isn't going to come out with a uh, warhammer 40k online so i mean what the hey uh, they are or they are not they're not so i mean yeah. like come on yeah oh well sometimes i wonder if game fans focus too much on games that they owned versus new games new content that could be coming out like, I realized that the World of Warcraft was a big thing, but to your point, Wade, it's why wouldn't they just kill it and come out with a new game? Uh, that's you're, you're right. And I think it's that delicate balance of, like, I think these companies for a long time knew that, like, they rested on their laurels. Like, they know you're hooked in. Like, they know that you're, they know how to press that nostalgia button. And, you know, for a while there, they they had everybody hooked. And when I talk about this, I talk about <clears throat> Activision um, specifically 
pretty much like uh, because they rest in all their laurels like they're like Diablo 4 all the Diablo fans like myself are just like fiending for it and like we can't get away from it because man I remember when I first played Diablo and when I think back to that time I think I was like I was a teenager for sure and it was so gritty and dark and gory and fucking I mean kind of scary to be honest with you right like those things are etched into my mind those experiences are etched into etched into you know the fabric of my psyche and fucking blizzard knows it so like you know it took them forever to make diablo 3 but when diablo 3 came out i fucking bought it immediately you know what i mean like i it's almost like it's like a drug it's like you can't get off it you know what i mean like you have to try it you have to see what the next version's going to be yeah i feel um, like that with the half life franchise if half life 3 were announced i would just buy it even if i never even played it I have right. like a moral obligation. Yeah, like I would feel like I I I've had every Half-Life game and played every Half-Life game since it came out, you know, and it's like including pretty much all the all of the you know, even like the bootleg like mods back in the day like that Counter-Strike kind of started as, you know what I mean? Like all like World at War and all that stuff. Um <clears throat> it's like these video game companies, I mean that's how they've made that's how they've turned themselves into titans. I mean, look at like the Call of Duty series. Man, they it's just shit year in, year out, year in, year out, like garbage. <clears throat> and, you know, they added a feature, they added a battle royale feature, and it was pretty popular, but it's not, you know, it's buggy and, and the mechanics are kind of wonky, and I, I don't really enjoy it. It's not really that great. But I bought it this year after not buying Call of Duty for a little while because it was like, all right, this new mechanic, this new game style, you know, Maybe this will maybe this will make it a winner again, and it's like no man, like Call of Duty's dead. Like I've come to the conclusion, it doesn't matter what they're gonna do, they are relying too much on the name brand instead of actually furthering the game and the right. gameplay. Right. And that's that's just I see, I feel that's what's happening. So I definitely agree when you say that when you say that gamers, um, you know. They 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 concentrate too much on the title or concentrate too much on the, the 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 game franchise rather than the actual like game that's coming out. I definitely think that's um, that's definitely accurate. I think I think that's accurate with most people. Um, you know, and Blizzard Activision is just a, a prime example. And here's the shitty thing: as much as I agree with that statement, and just like you said with Half Life, like when Diablo Four comes out, so long as it's not some crazy thing. Where they're gonna change it into like a first-person shooter, which was like somebody on 4chan like said like, oh, this is a leak, but I'm sure it's not the case. Uh, I'm com- pretty confident it's not the case. But if like you know, if Diablo 4 came out as like a first-person shooter, I probably wouldn't buy it because the mechanics will have changed so much and the gameplay will have changed so much that it's no longer Diablo. But dude, Diablo 4 comes out and it's similar, probably gonna be very very similar to Diablo 3. I'm fucking buying the thing. Like they have 60 of my dollars already kind of lined up right gonna do you have a game series that you would just buy you're just gonna buy the game blindly um it's called fart goblin fart goblin <laughs> it's his own creation yes <laughs> that's two bees yeah you can gobble you can gobble goblins or you can gobble farts or you can gobble goblin farts mm-hmm. and if you if you eat 69 of them then you get a you get an extra goblin life I'm sorry you have to look at that while you're editing later. Although I'm not really <laughs> sorry. What do I have to look at? 
that as the file name. Or you have to talk to Squadcast to get that back if it doesn't download correctly. Oh God! Please don't let that be the one. Please don't let that fucking be the one that gets that gets hung up. Yeah. So <laughs> what the listeners don't know is that even though Squadcast is much better, uh, what was the shitty one that we were using? Zencaster. Uh, Zencaster. Yeah. yeah. Squadcast. The quality is better. Um. We're, we're definitely fans of the platform. It's got some pretty cool options right on their website. Um, however, the one thing that it's been failing to do is to finish sending the episodes to Wade when we're all done. And uh, last week it was like six hours, and it still hadn't set my recording to Wade. So um, Squadcaster has, uh, has, has said, well, if there's any that don't send, we have a backup copy. And you can request the backup copy of the files from us. <laughs> so the hypothetical um, situation that we're talking about right now is us emailing support at Squadcaster saying, um, hey, Squadcast, can you please send me FartGoblin69.wave? <laughs> Just email it to me. Oh, God, please don't let it be that one. <laughs> I guess it please, could be worse. Please let it be. Please let it I mean, be. Oh god, it could definitely be worse. It could be like some fucking slur of some sort. Like it could be way worse. It could be abortions are illegal. Yeah, something. It could. Something. It, 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 it could be. It could be. His name rhymes with Dory's uh, cat name that he had to change when he moved to New York City. What? He's. <sighs> Oh, Have you ever? Okay. Never he's mind. talking Never about. Mind. He's talking about the. Uh... Yes, I know. I know. We're good. Nope, I got it. <laughs> got that one. Got that one. No need to go further on that one. <laughs> they're they're like Brazilian walnuts. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and when so, you, when, when you're a redneck, you oh, give them a racist name. No, no. Yes, we don't need to. Let's not delve into that. For people who are curious, just Google that. Yeah. Google nicknames be... for Brazilian walnuts. You won't be better for it, so don't do it. We know someone that, that named their cat that same name. Idiot. Registered with a vet, though. I mean, can you imagine having oh, those voicemails? God. Boy, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you imagine them leaving you voicemails? Yeah, that would be fucked up. <laughs> we won't say the name of the cat, but it could be anything that's just like generally offensive, right? It could be like Fagfelcher. That could be your registered name of your cat, right? And the vet would call, and they actually say it. But it's even funnier because when they leave the voicemail, they're, like, hesitant to say it because it sounds so terrible. So it's like, oh, hey, Wade, your cat Fat Felcher, or Fat Felcher, uh, the Fat Felcher is fine. <laughs> Although I don't know how you would felt. I don't know how you'd felt. Let's just like that. say the word Paul is like really, really <laughs> offensive in some society. They would be like, hey, your cat. You're um, so scared. You're so paranoid that the, that the, three, that the three and a half plays that we get this week are going to report us. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's like uh, it's it's like it's like, hey, hey, Wade, um, your your cat fag felcher is due for fag felcher is due for a checkup. Uh, for its what is it shots, vaccinations, vaccinations. rabies? Yeah. yeah, yeah. We gotta we gotta give some rabies vaccinations to Fag Felcher. Do you think that anti-vaxxers like give their cats and pets vaccinations? Oh, that's interesting. I don't know. <clears throat> well, anybody... no. So because because um, the state will take away 
cats and dogs that don't get vaccinated, but for some reason kids get higher. Uh... Although, <laughs> although, yeah, I guess really, I don't, I don't know if you want to get the semantics of that because they'll also put down cats and dogs that they can't verify that have been vaccinated. So really, do you want to climb into that? I don't want to climb into that subject. That no, whole... that's okay. That's okay. Um, so there was an article in March of this year, Wade. <laughs> and the, the the title of it it's from it's from time and it says some anti-vaxxers aren't getting their pets vaccinated so um well, okay at least they're staying true to it i guess yeah i love how the minority of idiots a lot are allowed to get a voice on time it's like no we're not going to talk <laughs> about real issues we're going to talk about these these idiots that they're going to take it to the next level and not get their animals vaccinated either yeah I'm keeping it real, man. I'm, those vaccinations are going to make my, like, okay, like a bit. I've, I've heard and read that like a big concern with the anti-vaxxers is like this bullshit. Oh, it causes autism, which is a fucking joke. <laughs> what, what would like an autistic cat or dog would would you even notice? You know what I mean? Like, what what what's your concern about the <laughs> that you're giving your animal? Like, I really got to know, like, what is your concern with that? Oh, my gosh. I don't think we can actually keep going with this topic without making fun of autistic people. So I'd rather not. Yeah. My nephew is autistic. I'm not making fun of autistic people by any means. And I think that it's a joke that that. your cat fag felcher is is autistic, right? Oh, God. (laughs) New topic. I'm done with this topic now. (laughs) Probably. Um, let's talk about let's talk about Google being colossal duty heads. Oh, uh, dude! So Google's in the news. And Trace, you've heard none of this yet. No, nothing. So, a yeah, you do have to take it from the perspective of who it from who it's from. A very conservative, definitely, I would say, some would identify as right wing. Um, he may have identified himself as a right wing. Uh, and he calls himself a journalist, so why not? Journalist. Um, uh, apparently uh, did an expose on Google. Uh, there was a whistleblower that um, leaked a bunch uh, or several, I should say, inside Google documents that were absolutely not intended to go out to the public. But they also, like the most damning of it, because you could say, I guess, oh, this whistleblower just created these files, right? And then then just, like, leaked them themselves. Like, they could claim deniability there. However, the kicker was uh, he also, um, the whistleblower, who I, I don't, I assume is a male, judging by, like, how they kind of blurred and um, they, they, they kind of darkened the person out. They kept them anonymous in the interview. Um, That's sexist. It, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I mean, in the, the way they did the voice thing, I would have assumed it's a male, but it, maybe it's not. <clears throat> Well, just the person that the whistleblower. They identify some males. That's fine. I don't care how they identify. It's fine. <laughs> it's not, it's, a, it's really not important how they identify in this. Um, but they also had hidden camera footage, and it looks like at a, like a, a lunch, several lunches actually, with um, like identifiable like Google high ups, like upper management, and they identify as higher ups. Well, they they get paid as higher ups for sure. And some of the quotes that came out uh, were interesting to say the least. And it's and and this they they're actually they they they've had Google employees up on Capitol Hill being um, interviewed uh, by you know by the government kind of because of all this. 
Um, now, if we re- re- rewind a little bit, this project, this is Project Veritas, right? Project Veritas is kind of something what, we what covered, right? This is this is a, isn't this a government contract that they decided to like kind of bail out on because of the the negative um, the negative no. public reception, or is that a different Pro- project? Project Veritas is kind of like this weird fifth column journalist investigative thing like oh, okay. they're i'm confusing it with something else that we talked about because there was something yes, where a bunch of their yes. employees jumped chip on right what was that this was the one that was kind of like the government contract where they were essentially they were essentially what it was doing they were essentially one step removed from identifying targets that the military could hit right precisely. right but that's not the same thing no this okay. is something very very different okay Project Veritas was kind of like the they're they're the same kind of crew that got like Acorn defunded. They did the whole like Planned Parenthood, we're selling baby parts kind of stuff. Yeah, it's not know. Google Project Veritas. My bad. It's not. That's not like oh. Google. Project Veritas is the one that. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, they're the whistleblowers. That, that yes, they, they've kind of like they've got they gathered the information. Well, they really kind of posted the information out there. Okay. <clears throat> um. So. Some of the quotes that were kind of excerpts of these of this hidden camera footage uh, were from Jen uh, Janani, who is the head of responsible innovation at Google. Um, let's see, we all Did got you screwed say over. Responsible innovation. That's the title. That's a fucking Orwellian doublespeak job name. Yeah, I've ever heard he just well, he just identifies of... as that Gunner. <laughs> We all got screwed over in 2016. Again, it wasn't just us. It was the people got screwed over. The news media got screwed over. Like, everybody got screwed over. So we're rapidly being like, what what happened there, and how do we prevent it from happening again? There's some more more excerpts. Um, Elizabeth Warren is saying we should break up Google. And, like, I love her, but she's very misguided. Like, that will not make it better. It will make it worse because all these smaller companies who don't have the same resources that we do will be charged with preventing the next Trump situation. It's like a small company cannot do that. We're also training our algorithms. Like, if 2016 happened again, would have would the outcome be different? The reason we launched our AI principles is because people were not putting the, that line in the sand and they were not saying what's fair and what's equitable. <clears throat> so we're like, well, we are a big company, so we're going to say it. Uh, on the topic of fairness, Gianni admits she's the only one concerned about fairness for marginal. She's only concerned for marginalized communities rather than for those who have been traditionally been in power and notes that not everyone has agreed with Google's definition of fairness. My definition of fairness, fairness and bias specifically talks about historically marginal, marginalized communities, and that's who I care about. Communities who are in power and have traditionally been in power are not who I'm solving fairness for. Our definition of fairness is one of those things that we have thought would be like obvious and everyone would agree to it. And it wasn't. There was the same people who voted for the current president who do not agree with our definition of fairness. So those are kind of all the excerpts that I could find from that hidden camera footage. And it's definitely um, not makes sense. So Project Veritas, you said what what did they what you said they were. This is like a really like a conservative whistleblower. Uh, yeah, well, it's like a conser- it's like a conservative group. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so it makes sense why they're so upset with these recordings. And and in this like aspect, 
now some of these other documents go into further detail and I can't find the documents right now. It's it's very, very difficult to find the documents on but that's a, when you're Googling it. That's a crazy <laughs> excerpt. I mean, to to hear Google say we only care about fairness for marginalized uh you know, marginalized people. That's an interesting problem, right? It's it's a it's a toxic one to talk about because you kind of put a scarlet letter on yourself just for defending this project veritas right but that's pretty crazy like <laughs> it's it's google saying that we we're going to focus on fairness but it's only going to be for those who have not been treated fair for those that google believes have been treated fair fairness is not a concern and this is an interesting problem well it's kind of like um I found actually some of the information on the documents that were leaked because mm -hmm. uh, there's this thing that keeps coming up. Um, I've got one more quote from from this uh, jet from from Jen here. Uh, we get called. We got called in front of Congress multiple times. So we've not we've not shown up because we know that they're just going to attack us. We're not going to change our we're not going to change our mind. There's no use in setting sitting there being attacked over something we know we're not going to change. They can pressure us, but we're not changing. But we also have to be aware that they're do of what they're doing and what they're accusing us of. Now, these documents um, they talk about what Google defines as algorithmic unfairness. Algorithmic unfairness means unjust or, pre or, or prejudicial treatment of people that is related to sensitive characteristics such as race, income, sexual <laughs> orientation, or gender through algorithmic systems or algorithmically aided decision making. Mm -hmm. By way of example, the document says, imagine that a Google image query for CEO shows predominantly men, which P.S. a vast majority of CEOs in, this corp CEOs in this country are male. Even if it were factually accurate, if it, even if it was, were factually accurate representation of the world, it would be algorithmic unfairness because it would be re it would reinforce a stereotype about the role of women in leadership positions. Jesus Christ! So, this is scary. This is scary, scary stuff. I I I feel fucking I feel fucking paranoid even talking about this topic. <clears throat> right. Um. Uh, we have. And then there was like this. Then they, then they put in like an or an Orwell like quote or whatever. But it's like, it's uh, Orwell's the best person to quote because they're playing Big Brother right now. Uh, and that's kind of where like that's kind of where it's it's been sitting. So they've been getting grilled. Um, like I hate Ted. I don't hate. I, it's a strong word. I don't even know the fucking guy. Ted Cruz is a douchebag in my in in, in a lot of the the settings I've seen him in and a lot of the, his stances and a lot of things he's said, mm -hmm. but he did bring up some good points when he was grilling one of these Google execs. And of course, like Google sends this fucking peon who doesn't have any connection to like upper management. You know what I mean? She, I felt bad for her because it was, she was essentially a sacrificial lamb for Google and she couldn't answer a lot of the questions and she tried to sidestep. And when she did Cruz just, you know, nailed her to the floor, tried to anyway, but he was, he was, you know, they were talking about because there was this big thing with a search bar. Like if you go into a incognito mode, so none of yours, so none of your personal search searches affect it, and you type in, um, you know, uh, it was like a woman, space, can, 
And it was like, be president, do anything she wants, can fly, and all these positive things. And it was like, a man can get pregnant. Uh, <laughs> like, it was like all these, like, it was kind of all these things that, like, you would fucking see. You know what I mean? Like, not like, not like. Right. The men results, the men results are organic. The women's results are staged. And that's, right. and that's the concern, right? It's like, well, if Google is the number one no, search engine. No, but here's engine, the thing, Trace. Is Google, the, the men, is Google the men results are not The men results are not organic. The, like the male results were like, actually, you know what? I don't know if they fixed it now at this point, but I'm going to open an incognito tab. Uh, new incognito window. Google.com. I'm going to try a little here. Men. So I, I typed in men can. This is the first three. Get pregnant, have babies, cook. Let me type in women can. Vote, do it, do anything, be drafted, fly. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not like, it, it would be, <laughs> that's not organic. Those are specifically like role, role changing in our current society, like societal like standards, which they're not even societal standards at this point because, I mean, men can't get pregnant. That's not fucking possible. They can absolutely be stay-at-home dads, no, no doubt. And they can absolutely cook. But it's the, the men results are the challenging of like the old stereotypes from like, you know, well, from, from times past. Well, I, you know, and, and also, um, if you have to, so the problem is, is that human beings as a species are colossally stupid because no, so, so the, the, I'm as a person who's prone to goofiness myself. I just say that because there is a concept of what they call algorithmic, um, prejudice which is that effectively we don't we don't write algorithms to derive data we write we uh, we write algorithms to extract results that we perceive normally so it's kind of like um we, t we tune the algorithm we tune the algorithm to exhibit a behavior that we we institutionally express that a lot of that a lot of that Google stuff sounds like such fucking trash though, the 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 the, the, the men being pregnant thing I think is probably because of the number of trans men, or you know, like male to fe or female to male transsexuals who are still like carrying children. Yeah, but it would it, should it be the first result? No. No. It, what they're doing is they're prioritizing a marginalized group. Yeah. And they've admitted this. The question is, can they? <laughs> can well, they, like, like morally, right? Like, if you, me, and Wade were the ones making law, should they be allowed to do this? And, um, and what are the ramifications of them doing this? Well, and that's and, my that's problem. Really with what, this. That's that's what Veritas is trying to do, right? They're trying to say you you can't. You can't make something that, that, that is being publicly consumed for free by the masses. I mean, internet searching is kind of like, it's kind of like breathing oxygen at this point, right? What's well, yeah. And like, you're allowing let's... Google to, to change the air. And I think that's the fear. I think that it's, it's hard to know. I mean, is there, are you going to have, I always think of, of cattle, like moving cattle from one field to the next. A human has a really hard time doing that. But for some reason, you get this little Australian dog thing, and 
all of a sudden the cattle start moving from one field to the next. Can Google treat human like cattle and move them anywhere that they want to? That's kind of the scary like ramification, right? That's kind of the scary, not ramification, but like that's kind of the scary, uh, I feel like is at the base of, of like the Google hypothesis. It's like when they start talking about could we have prevented the 2016 election? It's like, I have a couple problems with this. And my first problem with this is I'm only seeing Republican fucking senators grilling Google. I've yet to see uh, a Democrat. And I'm, I, I would assume that there would be some that would be not comfortable with this. Um, I've seen one Democratic representative like make a fucking joke of it or something. Like, think, oh, it's preposterous. Oh. My problem with this is like, you fuckers were all on jumping on like Russia, like tampering with the fucking election. But like you're totally cool with like you're, you're hypocrites. Like you're you're totally on board with Google potentially tampering with the 2020 election. Yeah. And I don't see a major fucking difference between the two because as far as I'm concerned, uh, Google is not fucking <laughs> at this point. It's so big. It's its own fucking country. Like they've stated, we're gonna do you know what we feel is best for society, not necessarily you know what the country, what America fucking thinks about its society. It's what it's what Google thinks, and it's like you've gotten so big that you know what, like you sh- you need like they need to be regulated. Like the, you're a fucking utility at this point, and we've said this before, and it's kind of been like ah uh, you know, be- but but there's no there's nothing you can do. Like, there's a lot of other shit going on with YouTube right now. So my, I have a lot of, like I said, a lot of things about this. When this Project Veritas report came out, they took the videos down. Like, Google silenced it. They took, they took the videos down, and you couldn't get access to them on YouTube for a while. Now you can, people, because everybody because it blew up. But it's like they tried to silence this shit, and that's another problem. Because if they had said, hey, you know, like, they were open and honest about it. Like, it's one thing. It's like, all right, you know, at least they're fessing up to it. No, like the initial response was take the shit down and destroy it, you know, like, get rid of it. I have like, it's a, it's a morality thing. And anybody that says, well, the ends justify the means is a fucking sheep. A yeah. Cause you're letting a corporation decide who's president. The corporations on, is on your side on this round on this one. Right. For the 2020 election, which, by the way, God, I, I fucking hope Trump, Trump doesn't get back in. But that's just my own personal opinion, and it doesn't fucking matter. I hope the Democratic, you think should, I hope the democratic process continues to function. Correct. I agree. If, like, to me, that's the most the important thing. the people that we live next to think Trump is the best president, and if they outweigh the people who don't, the democratic process allows him to be elected. Well, and I mean, and now I guess we're getting into the electoral college kind of problem, which... It's been there forever. I think it's kind of outdated at this point, but okay. Yeah, but it's not like when it comes to the popular vote versus the electoral vote, it's not like the electoral college has been gamed so badly that that Trump com- that that Trump completely w- would have, no, would no, have no, completely no. lost, right? It was a close race from the it popular vote as, as well. Yeah. The electoral college just kind of decided it was kind of the tiebreaker. It, in some ways, it's not like somebody just exploited the electoral college and was able Trace, to get a president with. But you, 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 but you're also saying like you hope the democratic process, yeah, because Wade's going back to the electoral college. 
Trump lost the popular vote. Yeah, but that's right. not. But a country uses the electoral college, Gunner. No, it always our, has. Our, our, our you country. can go back. You can go back on other elections as well. <laughs> you can go back and on other elections thing. as well. I mean, it's it's not unique to that election. Is my point. That and, is and, our and, democratic process, even if it's not a popular process, um, both figuratively and literally. And and here's the thing: like, it's if it's if if eventually we get to a point where we feel like the electoral college is not right for our country, and we kind of abolish it, then, then then so be it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm in support of that if that's how how the country wants to go. Um, but like my, it's very fucking disturbing. Because I was, it's actually talked. I was talking to my mom about this the other day, and it's like, like you can't go anywhere else for videos. Like, it's 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 like this. There's nowhere. It's not like this. Um, you used to be able to do Google videos, and then YouTube was its own thing. And right, Google bought YouTube. It's it's like we've caught. It's it's this has happened kind of organically, and it's evolved. I don't think Google started out with this like mastermind. Um, right. I think it just eventually that's what they turned into. Mm-hmm. And I the problem with it is like it's gotten so big now and they've given us so many good things. Like Google has given us so many really, really good things that it's like, well, what do you do? It's almost like what's what's in- interesting is like if you look in China, China has the yeah. same issue with with Baidu. They don't they don't allow YouTube. They don't allow um, stuff like Facebook there it's it has to be controlled and what's interesting about china is they're just like yeah we control your search results the government's like yeah it's 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 our decision on what shows up whereas in the united states we have the exact same problem except it's a corporation instead of the government and i it's hard to say what's worse but it makes you wonder if if this is just what always happens like if you were to replay humanity a thousand times if the internet always eventually gets controlled by either a corporation or the government. And that's the other thing, like, right? Like what is, what is a Google, what is a federally regulated, a fully federally regulated Google, like regulated, just like any utility by the government? What does that look like? Does that look worse for the consumer? It's it's nihilistic in any approach, essentially the way I see it. Well, like, it's weird because Google is like the Napster that has succeeded, right? Because Google's Google has really only ever benefited by offering other people's content, right? True. Yes, correct. And the vast majority of that content, they didn't even get permission to have. Like right. they're crawling websites without the permission of those websites and then offering that content to the point where if you say, I want the lyrics of a song, the lyrics of those songs appear in your search results because Google is smart enough to actually scrape the content of that website. So now the content curator, which which was the website itself that had ad revenue and things like that, their content is now being stolen from them and provided to you in a search result. It's so much so that you can actually just say, okay, Google, and ask it a question, which, by the way, my phone just went off <laughs> because it's triggered to listen to my voice. Um, but you can just say that and then ask it a general question, and it will find the best website, get you the answer from that website without actually visiting that website. 
So Google is really like the Napster of information, and they've been able to get away with that for quite a while. So it's, when we talk about like YouTube, you know, there is no other source of video. Well, when it came to music, there really wasn't too many other sources to get music from because it doesn't make sense for everyone to be on 10 platforms when you really want you want a single platform. You want everyone sharing through that same platform. So YouTube, I think it's it's natural for it to just be one. What's scary, though, is is it starts to get so large that the company that created it does not know how to manage it. Well, I definitely want to talk about YouTube because I feel bad for the well, a lot of the OG creators um, and some of the organic creators for YouTube that made their channel, that made YouTube <clears throat> a viable enough for Google to pay whatever sum of money Google purchased YouTube for, and B, continue to grow it to where it is today to, the, to now essentially – if you're following trends, it's almost like Google is attempting to make YouTube like television. Like they're they're really, really pushing for Fox and CNN and ESPN to like be on YouTube and be consumable there. I heard it's great. It's like I've heard YouTube, I, I've heard YouTube television is great. But like the the thing is, it's like they're 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 killing their creators with these copies copyright strike like this copyright strike bullshit that's been going on lately where it's like i mean some of this shit is just a fake a company that's defunct somebody posing as that company and getting like hundreds like you know 10 20 30 40 50 videos like permanently demonetized like what they're doing with the platform with youtube i feel bad for those creators because once those create those creators who are smaller and don't get me wrong they're not going to generate nearly as much money as fox or some of these major networks they're going to get pushed to the side. Like, where do they go at this point? Like, it's there's nowhere for the little guy anymore. And that's kind of what YouTube was about. That's why it got so big. It's not because you wanted to watch fucking sports on YouTube. It's because you want a little slice of life with, you know, and get some exposure to, to or maybe like, a, or, or a how to do it video or, or something like that. It's, it's turning into this fucking monstrosity that, like, I don't, I don't know. Like it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. It's, it reminds me of the fucking and Trace. You won't get this reference, but Gunner will. This like the last scene in like Akira, where like Tetsuo is just fucking like can't control his organic functions and just turns into that giant blob thing and starts like destroying everything. It's like it can't stop growing <laughs> until it's fucking. And I don't know where that goes. And honestly, on there's a separate instance of. You know, there's an obvious Google bias on YouTube when it comes to, you know, if it's left leaning or if it's right, right leaning politically, um, which I don't really we don't need to get into that. But, you know, this. They, I've, the, the, but the, the, the thing is, though, is that if they become and we've, we've covered this before, but if they become the if they become the primary platform for free speech. And their executives are sitting around talking about how they're going to let certain types of free speech be prioritized over others. It is concerning. Well, like what's really concerning, and this is, and I think it's, I'm getting a little, a little maybe I'm getting a little uh, paranoid about it because of everything that's kind of come out this week with Google and, and their algorithms and shit. Like, we had freedom of speech for, I don't know how long has America been incorporated? Fucking how long has America been on its own? Like close to 300 years? 
Um, all of a sudden, like this year, like this hate speech shit comes out, and it's not shit, like, but this hate speech, this word hate speech, comes out on like Twitter and Facebook and Google, and it's all of a sudden it's like that speech gets silenced now. And I, at first, I was like, well, that makes sense. That's an ugly thing. But when I hear about shit like this, it's like, well, wait a minute. Did we just fucking like, <laughs> at, at what point are we bargaining with? And, and at what point are we saying like hate speech is speech regardless. And it's fucking and it and all speech is free or no speech is free. Yeah. Like that's kind of, I'm, I'm it, when shit like this comes out, it's like, well, was that just a way to push us a little bit, you know, reasonable, reasonably minded people who might not agree with with what some idiot says about another, you know, targeted group of people or, or small, small, like marginalized group of people. Like the when it's declared like hate speech and like silenced, it's kind of like, uh, wait, what just fucking happened here? Like, was that just like the nudge to kind of give you the okay to start regulating other speech and what you, what what is and is and is not allowed? Right. Yeah. And it's, it's an interesting thing because like when it comes to, um, helping, um, um, you know, let's use the term, um, uh, less fortunate, right. When it comes to helping less fortunate people that are not, they don't have the same advantages as, as, right. you know, as other people. Right. Um, what usually happens is if there's a public, if there's some public service that, that benefits them, it goes through a series of legislation. And that series of legislation can be brutal. It can have a lot of people that fight against it. And it's for it's for for good reason because some of these things use use the money of people who who just happen to be born a certain way and it takes their money and it gives it to people that are less fortunate. So there's some people that are like, well I don't feel I, I may be born more fortunate, but I don't feel fortunate. And when you take more money, I have concern with that. So what happens is it goes through a legislative process and and certain types of social programs get created. But they get created even if people disagree with it, they get created in the on public record, in the public eye. When a when a private service decides to do the same thing, usually it's perceived as just a decision of that company, right? So this company is going to take a stance. It's going to take a stance on, on one side of the, uh, the less fortunate or the other side of the less fortunate. But when it starts to get strange is when a company as large as Google decides to take a stance, when a private company does the same thing, you know, on a small scale, it's okay. It's just the perspective of that company. It's like a few people making the decision. But when something, when an organization as large as Google makes that decision, it's it's publicly affecting, and it's publicly affecting without the communication, without a, without you know, even if it's a smokescreen of a democratic process, there is no public publicly perceived process. So when all of a sudden you hear people in a in a in a room deciding the fate of search results deciding the fate of of a presidential election it's fucking terrifying and they know that they're they know that they're responsible and that's even that's even crazier well it's yeah it's like i guess we're 
it is it has it has everything to do with size, right? Like it's it's too big. It's just too big. At this point, I mean can anyone argue that Google is not some sort of a, a monopoly? <laughs> they know what, like, they know it's best for you, Wade. I mean, that's a scary thing. Like that's that they really do. Well, they know it's best for society. And and that's like that's kind of like the that's the scary thing. Gunnar, do you have any input on this? Uh, I think it's a burning trash fire that I I just like I mean, there's been there's been a lot of talk about how it's kind of it's a total smokescreen about how they're doing stuff on the YouTube side, like they're they're ranking algorithms, and that there are for real just rooms of people fucking clicking up, clicking in their internal equivalent of the thumbs up thumbs down thing on videos. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean like. Google is in no way, shape, or form a, a, an, an actor in good faith. I mean, that, that's pretty much whose bad faith they're engaging in is a separate question, but it's like when they, when they, when they, when they basically gave up on the premise of like, do no evil, they just went full in, we're going to be normal Silicon Valley dipshits, and here we are. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, they can say that they're against Trump, but they freaking do the same shit that um, Twitter and Facebook does, which is that they bump up right wing videos or like stuff that basically pisses you off for the sake of getting engagement. So and then somebody throws a poopy fit about having their advertisements attack, you know, like how can you, how you know, it goes to an advertiser and says, how can you be okay with having your advertisements attached to these kind of videos? Because racists, does, because does. racists like to shave their face too. Yes. Yes, they do. Well, that's also like part of it. And it's also the confusing part that I have because it's almost like the demonetizing um, or like the ad pulling. It's like a, uh, at this point, Google, you're so fucking big that you just tell the fucking people that are paying you, this is the fucking platform. Like, you have nowhere else to go. Like, do you want exposure or not? Because we'll find another fucking, like, Gillette or pick another one, Budweiser or whoever is is, is advertising. We'll find another advertiser that's that's completely fine with putting their shit on whatever fucking video I set, I, we put it on. Like, that's, it's like this weird, God, it's this weird fucking thing where it's like, Google, you're so big right now, like, and YouTube is so huge. Why do you give a fuck what what advertisers, you know? It's like what what advertisers think or or, or threaten. Do you remember? There's no one big enough. Do you remember when by default YouTube did not show advertisements? Remember that? Yeah, yeah. Golden the golden age. And then they started offering it. They're like, hey, you might want to monetize. And you're and some people are like, um, oh, I get money. And other people are like, no, I kind of like my content being uninterrupted by hemorrhoid cream and then all of a sudden it was just accepted and every single video is interrupted with commercials and i believe that they're interrupted whether or not the content creators are making money like they're they're it's youtube's using that revenue to keep the platform alive and whether or not you monetize depends on like how long the commercial is whether or not you can skip the commercial and you know it's like 
it's like a tiny fraction of the amount of money that they get from the advertising goes back to the content creator. But I don't know if you can just say, hey, I want to, I still want to offer my content for free uninterrupted. I don't know if that's even an option. I don't, yeah, I, I don't, I doubt, I doubt it. <laughs> Probably when, not. But when we started on YouTube, that was just the way YouTube was. It was just a free platform. Of course, it also was make, it was losing tons of money. Well, yeah. Google, Google kind of saved it. Yep. Yeah, that's true. That's also a good point. But uh, do you want to talk about movies at this point, or do we want to still jump on this Google Google train some more? Yeah, you said you saw John Wick. 3? I saw John Wick 3, which is like already kind of out of most theaters, it seems. It's tough to find around here. And, uh, dude, it was great. Like they, uh, the more and more that they, like I, I they, they up the action every fucking, <laughs> every, uh, every movie, and it kind of gets more and more ridiculous, but not to the point that it's like, oh god, this has become like a cheesy kind of like parody of itself. Um, it was good. It was really, really good. It was like for, and usually, you know, uh, a uh, a sequel, you're usually like, oh god. The set, like usually sequels aren't nearly as good as the original, but I, I really did enjoy it. It was good, and it's this weird thing where, like Keanu Reeves stars in this movie, and then which, I, as far as I knew, I, I thought it was just a one-off, but then all of a sudden, like it, it got such critical reviews and people loved it so much that like they were like, "Wow, well, we're gonna make more." Like we're just gonna create like a universe, a John Wick universe, which they'd already, frankly, they'd already kind of written in a little bit, a, a good portion of it. But like, it's kind of it was kind of like the Matrix, which also <laughs> um, Keanu Reeves starred in, where they made the first one, and because it was so critically acclaimed, like they were like, well, "All right, we're gonna make two more." You know we're what gonna mean? ruin kinda, it. Yeah, but but they didn't do that with John Wick, which was awesome. Like it's still really really good, and it's kind of set up where there could be a fourth one, and actually the fourth one looks even more interesting. So. It was uh, it was definitely a good flick. I would definitely suggest anybody that likes action movies uh, definitely go see it. But it was definitely an action movie. It wasn't really, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of dra- drama to it. But the action was, oof, I mean, really, really, really well done and pretty, pretty good. I also saw a Keanu Reeves action movie this weekend. Which one? Toy Story 4. Oh yeah, an animated uh, action movie. <laughs> um, it wasn't an action movie, um, but he was in it. He played the voice of uh, Duke Kaboom, which is a clear ripoff of Evil Knievel. <laughs> nice. Um, he's just like a super, a super dorky um, motorcycle stunt guy. Okay. He played the voice in that. Um, it, he wasn't really a critical role in the movie. He did do some pretty cool jumps with his motorcycle. Um, some of them were important to the plot, but it could have been, it could have been anything could have been a Nerf gun that made those jumps. Um, but, uh, the, the weird thing about so Wade, you haven't seen any of the toy stories, right? I've actually not. No, which I know is kind of crazy because it's such a popular franchise, but I've never seen toy story or any of its sequels. What about you, Gunner? I mean, I've seen the, the first two, Yes. The third one. So the third one was interesting because it it kind of seemed like it closed the whole the whole series out. Actually, I take that back. I did see the third one because that's the one where they go to the. They get all. They're all going to get melted. 
Yeah, well, that and they end up getting snagged for uh, the the collect. What is it? The crazy bear toy or whatever. Yeah. And Buzz hooks up with. Yeah, Lotso. Uh, Lotso hugging bear. Yeah, Lotso was like a super, super, super evil guy, and that was kind of a new premise, because. The other Toy Stories, there there wasn't someone who wanted to, like, melt them and kill them, right? Like, there, you did have the toy collector that wanted to just steal Woody and sell him in Toy Story 2. But you didn't have someone that just wanted them all dead. Like, Lotso was just, like, a pure evil character. But then at the end of Toy Story 3, they kind of wrapped it up. They kind of made it seem like, okay, Toy Story was about... This 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 boy Andy and his toys, and now that Andy's growing up, um, we have to close the series out. Toy Story four. A lot of people were like, "Why would you do it? it? You you already closed this movie series out." What I thought was really smart about Toy Story four. Number one, they brought um, little Bo Peep back. Um, she was like a like a like a night, like a uh, a lamp next to a bed. Um, that, you know, at night she could step off of, even though she was made out of porcelain. They brought her character back, which was smart, because there's kind of like a little a little love thing going on with her and Woody, the main character. They introduced some new characters, um, which I thought was smart. Um, but what I really liked about Toy Story 4 was, instead of making it this this huge, like, like end-of-the-series thing, it was kind of like a micro episode like it could have almost been like a one hour like short film that that's like supplemental to the to the toy story franchise and what what i think what i think their strategy was is now they can they can do spin-offs so one of the cool concepts was uh they they revealed the fact that bo peep had been gone for seven years um uh, away from the rest of the toys so now if they want to, they can create a whole, like, Adventures of Bo Peep uh, franchise where they have seven, seven years worth of her life that they, get to, uh, that they get to play out. Huh. So I think that's smart. Um, I also think that the new character additions are smart. Um, even this Duke, this Duke Kaboom, I mean, they could, they could probably have a couple of short films based on Duke Kaboom. He's such a goofy fun character and he's obviously to pay homage to uh evil knievel so yeah i thought it was a good addition to the um to the series and i thought that it was a smart play to almost make it like this this really limited isolated um as a weird vibrating sound in the background what is that is that me <laughs> gunner oh, what God. are you doing <laughs> it might be the fan. So uh no, so it it is uploading now. Um so uh I, I think <laughs> what it was the fuck is that? <laughs> Go ahead, Chase. Go. I, I, I think it was I think it was strategically smart of them to uh to use a vibrator in Toy Story Four. <laughs> is that the newest toy? <laughs> I'm going I'm that's, going uh, I'm going to town. That's Gunner's latest toy, it's called it's called Fart Goblin sixty nine. Yeah, well, 70 now. Mark <laughs> 70. It's 74. I mean, he's disconnected so many times. I wonder how bad it's going to sound we patch this whole episode together. Oh, God. I don't know. I don't fucking know. 
But anyways, with that, <laughs> that's all we have for today, folks. Thanks for uh, listening. Hopefully this uh, this one turns out somewhat decent. But uh, we're cutting it a little bit short today because we're having some technical difficulties. Uh, give us a uh, like, a listen, and definitely share with uh, your friends, and we'll see you later. <laughs>